0: All right, what is going on, guys? It is time. Stage three Dakar Rally 2024. It is the stage preview. These guys are actually underway already. They have left the bivouac. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. But man, what a stage yesterday. A little bit of trouble for Mason early on. We'll talk about that in a few. We'll also be talking uh, Nar files. We got another episode of the Nar files. But before we get into that, we got two things. Very important things to cover. That is right we're going over the map and then we're going over the starting order for today's stage three let's get right to it not wasting any time let's get on over to the page see improve my view here a little bit all right here we go stage three it's going to be a long one today 270 miles of racing for the competitors and then you've got 182 miles of liaison so remember the liaison is the commute 182 miles looks to be split up pretty evenly you're looking at the map here on the screen you look at the the top right hand corner you can see road section a 123 kilometers so that is from the bivouac to the start line they're going to be doing a 437 kilometer selective section that is the 270 miles of racing road section b going to be 172 kilometers for them to get back so long day for them we'll get a tally of how many miles these guys are doing but i'm i'm Getting pretty sure they're getting close to the uh, 1500 miles. So let's talk a little bit about that. Long distances being covered. These bikes obviously are specially built with all of the gas that they carry on board. Look down at the bottom, we have the ranges here. We're talking about 277 kilometers for the first stint. So that means from the bivouac, they've got to make it 277 kilometers. So roughly about 180-ish miles uh, before they get to the first fuel stop, uh, which will be at the end of the transfer section. So there's that road section that they're gonna have to do. At the end of that section, they'll have fuel. Then they're gonna have another 156 kilometers before they get to the neutralization. Remember, neutralization just means that that's where the clock stops. Everybody has a set amount of time that they're gonna be there to do fuel, whatever they need to do, get sorted and then they're on to the next with another green flag. So once they leave the neutralization, they're going to have another 172 kilometers before they hit the finish line. Once they hit the finish line, they'll have another fuel stop there. So very interesting to see a lot of strategy goes in. I mean, a lot of, if you can only imagine all of the people that it takes to get in, man the checkpoints, man the transfer in, the transfer out, the fuel stops, the fuel situation, obviously they're in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere. So the ASO has got to work on getting fuel to there. It is a huge production. So service route for the people that are leaving the bivouac and headed over to the next bivouac looking at about 634 kilometers so the motorhome world championships Well underway, lots of kilometers being munched up by these things. You know, uh, if you guys heard the NAR files with Johnny Campbell, you know a little bit about that one. So anyway, so that is the map right now. That is what these guys got going on. It is going to be an interesting one uh, for them today. 5% asphalt, 56% dirt track, 17% sand, 9% dunes, and 12% stone track. So dirt track, stone track. And sand, I think, is where our riders are going to do the best. And what I mean our riders, there's more the North American riders because of the terrain that you have here in North America is a little bit closer to that. So definitely looking forward to seeing how this one shakes out. Not full dunes yet, so we'll see how that, uh, how that splits. So let's go over to, since we know they've already left the bivouac, let's take a look at the starting order. Pull that up here on the trusty iPad. Okay, so how this works, give you guys a quick rundown. First bike leaves the bivouac at 5.05 a.m. Saudi time, so that is one hour behind us. So that would have been at 6.05 p.m. here. So we're going to do everything in Pacific Standard Time so you guys kind of have an idea what's going on here. So uh, 6.50, so that would be at 7.50 p.m. here. Is when they're going to be arriving at the roadbook collection point. So that is where they are issued their roadbooks. They have 15 minutes to do it. So at 8 05 PM, they move on to the control section. So at 8 05 PM, they're going to be moving into the section. That's the last round. They have their you know, airbags, helmet straps, all of the last things, all the last little details. Green flag, 7.10. So that's going to be at 8.10 p.m. So first bike going to be leaving at 8.10 p.m. So a little over an hour and 10 minutes or so. Yeah, 6.53 p.m. right now. So that's what it is. Speaking of taking the green flag, it is going to be Nacho Cornejo going to be leading the group. He was yesterday's stage winner. And so this time he is going to be the opener for the stage. So we'll see how he does with the bonus time. This may be a good stage for him to keep up and get all of that bonus time up front. Remember, bonus time is awarded to the people that are opening the stage and they are given for every kilometer that they lead. They're given a a set of time back because they know that the rest of the field is going to lose uh, is going to gain time on them just because they're laying down tracks. So not having to navigate as hard as the guys up front. So Nacho Cornejo going to be leading the group. Luciano Benavidez on the Husqvarna. Going to be the second one off the line. Pablo Quintanilla on the Honda. Third, Sebastian Bueller on the Hero. Four, Ricky Brabeck on the Honda. Five, Sam Sunderland on the Gas Gas. Going to be six. Toby Price, seven on the KTM. Skyler Howes, eight on the Honda. Adrian Bambeber, nine on the Honda. Stefan Svitko on the KTM. Going to be number 10. So that is your top 10. That's the starting order uh, for today's stage. So... Very interesting to see. we got a few other big names a little bit further down. Kevin Benavides is a little bit further down. Uh, we got to talk about really quick about what happened with uh, Mason. Uh, Mason Klein yesterday, stage two, early on in stage two, uh, had a, a little bit of a mechanical situation with the Cove, uh pertaining to, I believe it was an oil line that they had going on. Uh, luckily, uh, Sunnier Sunir behind him uh, on the Kove team as well, uh, stopped to help support him, make things happen got it going, and then passed, this is crazy, past I believe it was 60 riders to get up to the 27th spot, which is where he's going to be starting from today. So Mason Klein starting 27th in the group. So he's going to have some tracks to follow, a lot of fast guys to follow. We already know he can navigate, right? We saw that on stage one and how he pushed through it and was able to get all of the bonus time on that one. So He's dangerous when he's up front. he he won't give a, he won't give it up that well, and he navigates really well. Did he lose time up front? Yes, the bonus time helped him, but it's not as much as I would maybe expect from some of the other riders, uh, depending on the terrain and depending on how tricky the navigation is. But also obviously, doing an awesome job. Not only that, but what was also interesting about this whole situation that happened. So, Kove Factory, uh, the engineers aware of what happened, how it went down. And in less than 24 hours, they have updated parts, not to the teams, but they have updated the parts that are gonna be shipping on the Gen 2 rally bike that's due here in the next few months. That's pretty crazy. So these guys are serious when they said that, hey, you know what, we want a Dakar win, we want a Dakar podium in five years. They're not screwing around. They're definitely paying attention to this kind of stuff, which is awesome to see. I mean, the bike's not even cold yet, and there's already somebody on the drawing board, you know, making it happen and figuring out how they're going to improve this already. So awesome to see that. You know, we're going to see. We still got a long way to go in the Dakar. Yeah, a little bit of a deficit for Mason there starting all the way in the 27th. And with the time lost overall, we'll go over that in the results page or in the results episode tomorrow morning. But still, absolutely great ride, even though he had a little bit of downtime uh, due to this. We'll see how it uh how it shakes out in the next uh in the next few hours i mean we're, we're getting ready to get started so all right so that is your starting order that is the map you guys are looking at that on the screen purposely left it up there so you guys can study it a little bit really awesome to see how these guys break it down the information that's given to uh to the teams to be able to kind of guess at what they're doing uh the timing of everything it's really really crazy so much so I'll share a little bit of tidbit uh, when I was when I got a chance to work with the ASO uh, at Sonora Rally, everything is clockwork. If you're you guys heard me mention and the other one is like if the piece control has to open at a certain time before this other before the riders go off. So if the first rider left the bivouac at five oh five, that means by five four thirty five in the morning that had to be operational everybody that you see out on the course all of these checkpoints and all of these all of these guys were moving before then to be able to get to those points because everybody's got to be in place if one person is not in place by the start of the stage in a critical spot done stage gets delayed so very very interesting it's just the organization and what it takes to put on an event of you know a few hundred riders so really cool to see. Okay. With that being said, guys, let's move over. I said we were going to do the Gnar files, right? So Gnar files tonight, really awesome. We're actually talking to, or Gnarly Dave actually got a chance to uh, to talk to none other than catch up with him before the uh, start of the stage. Uh, I believe it was stage one. And let's uh, let's rewind it La back Chito. here. And let's see here. You guys already, you, you heard the name. You know who it's going to be. So let's get on over to that one. This is the Nar Files with Nacho Cornejo, stage two winner.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Nar Files Quick Hits DECAR 2024 edition. Today we have Jose Ignacio Cornejo, or as we know and love him and call him, Nacho. Nachito, how are you, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to get you on, see how your uh, your Dakar is going so far. It looks like you're having a good time with Pablo with the DJ booth going on. Um, it looks like you're spending quite a time, quite a bit of time with Pablo uh, training in the dunes. Um, How's that going? How do you feel your preparations going compared to other years? Um, for those who don't know, I think you've been in the top five overall finishing in Dakar. Definitely. Well, in the top 10, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Nacho, um, correct me if I'm wrong and also, uh, do us a favor, throw out your, uh, your social media out there for us, Nacho. So, uh, the thousands and thousands of chasing waypoints narfile listeners can uh, follow you and see your adventures. And uh, and you're in the motorhome with Ricky again this year for the Motorhome World Championships. And I think you have a new competitor in Jacob Augiebright. I think he's entering the Motorhome World Championships also. Um How's that looking? I mean, I want to know. Um, how's that feel? Is that field pretty deep? A lot of competitors in the Motorhome Championships. And uh, how's that going? And and what's Johnny cooking for you? Because Johnny is your guy in the Motorhome, correct?
2: What's up, Narski? Here we are, buddy, in Docker 2024. Started with the product today uh so yeah uh happy in the team good vibes six riders this year so we're a bunch of riders um in the motorhome with ricky again and johnny helping us so yeah motorhome world championship it's also it's always a tough competition some guys take it very serious and we had some good vibes in our team bbac paulito it's putting some music and uh, every once in a while in, during the sunsets so yeah we we have some good vibes the preparation was good this year uh, good testing good training at home mainly in Chile and some in Morocco too so the feelings are good uh, we're ready to face this tough competition again and yeah overall uh, having some solid previous days of, of training probably went not the best but quite solid so yeah looking forward for tomorrow starts with stage 1 and and get out there and battle so cheers narski i hope everything is okay over there and let's keep in touch
1: nacho hey good to hear from you thanks for taking the time to come on the nar files on chasing waypoints podcast um looking forward to talking to you throughout the race. I saw you finished right behind Ricky today. I believe in 14th. I'm sure there's some strategy involved, but, um, Hey, like I said, appreciate you getting back to us and we will be checking in with you later on the race. Um, I know you're busy. I, wow. What goes on there at Dakar is, is intense. So, we're not going to load you down too much but we will lean on you a little bit for some uh for some insight so again i appreciate it um listen to chasing waypoints we got all the good stuff on nar files appreciate it buddy talk to you soon
0: all right so there you have it that was nacho Coordinator, your stage two winner so gnarly dave catching up with him for the nar files here just before stage one Talking a little bit about it, so motorhome world championships. That's been an ongoing battle uh, with all these guys in their motorhomes and stuff like that. And so, really interesting to see is how how he mentioned it. You know, six riders. they got a whole vibe. It's a whole crew that they've got going on uh, there. And you know, as as Johnny, you know, refers, it's 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 acid. It's resources. You know, these guys are all you know competitive. As you could see, you know, Nacho putting it on the top of the box this week or or this week this past stage, uh, heading out and opening it up for the guys this time around. So. Should be interesting to see. Again, first time uh, showtime is going to be uh, coming up here in a little while. Uh, going to be at 8, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So one hour and seven minutes away from the first bike taking the green flag on the selective section. So if you guys aren't already, download the Dakar Rally app and you guys can check out all of the information and what is going on. Once the vehicles start, you can even see a map to kind of give you an idea of how these guys are tracking and where they are. Relative on the course because don't forget it's not about where you are on the course it's about the time you've taken to get there so and if you've collected all the waypoints and if you've done the navigation without uh losing time looking for points and and navigating i don't, I don't want to say poorly but you know eh, you missed a turn or two there's what it is part of the deal part of the adventure so we'll look forward to see it we'll look to see how it goes down for uh for mason as we've got uh I know that he's got a little bit of work cut out for him starting in 27th and then going to be trying to work his way up towards the front. But still passing 60 riders on a bike that we know that was probably not at 100 uh, percent, you know, oil. We don't know how much oil it lost, if it lost a lot of oil, if it didn't. But he caught it, obviously, in time because, well, we all know, I mean, fuel and oil is uh, can't go anywhere without the one or the other. Right. So anyway. Hope you guys are liking it. If you're on Spotify and listening to the podcast right now, jump down to the Q&A section. What do you guys got? We've gotten a lot of comments about other writers that they want us to check in with. We are working on that and trying to get you guys some more NAR files and some more interviews with some of these people before we get into the rest day. Uh, We're planning some stuff for the rest day. We'll probably get a, a chance to check in with a lot more people for that one so absolutely excited about that and what is coming on that one uh if you guys are here on youtube watching this right now drop down into the comments section what do you guys think who do we want to hear from let's try and reach out to them let's try and get them on here uh and talk either to gnarly dave or myself and we'll get uh we'll get you guys some more information but anyway uh if you guys like that we would like what you see is make sure you hit the subscribe button both on spotify or any of the podcast stuff that you're doing or if you're right here on youtube if you hit that uh, subscribe button, and then you hit the bell notification, you'll get noticed or you'll get notification tomorrow morning when we post the results. So don't forget to do that and let's get to it. We've only got uh, an hour and five minutes. Let's do it. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Looking forward to our next one coming up. Remember, if you are out riding, do not forget to tag us at Chasing Waypoints. Hashtag Chasing Waypoints. And if you haven't already, get on over to the website. Get signed up for the newsletter, The Bivouac. North America's Rally Raid and Adventure Riding newsletter hey let's have some fun let's find out what are you guys up to let's get you featured if you're a brand and looking to get supported get some eyeballs get some ears on your business absolutely hit us up send us a message at podcast at chasing waypoints but anyway that is a wrap remember shiny side up see you guys